Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Here's Michael at the foul line. A shot on Elo. Good! The Bulls win! They win it! Pippen runs down the lane, dumps it out the horse, packs it for three. Yeah! yeah! Rose crosses over the fadeaway. Got it! step back and kiss myself. Oh my gosh, it's over. Windy City Assassin does it again. A week and a half away from the trade deadline. We still don't know what route the Bulls are going to go. Oh, and they had another bad loss since we last recorded. It's just the same old, same old. But we're going to dive into a lot of rumors, see what directions the Bulls can go at the deadline. On today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network, presented by BetOnline.ag. I'm your host, Nick Schultz, alongside my partner, former Bulls bench bomb member and Tennessee Vol, the number two ranked Tennessee Vol, by the way, <laughs> CJ Watson. CJ, we've got more trade possibilities to talk, man. I'm hoping we get some action here. It just seems like the market's really quiet right now. Yeah, I'm excited. Hopefully there's a lot of action, like you said, and, you know, just keeping our ears and fingers on Twitter and social media and stuff, just waiting to hear the news that's going to break. I still have my tweet alerts on for Woj and Shams. I think I did that for like free agency and I just never turn them off. So, I mean, I've still got those on just waiting and I get the alerts from Shams and like, oh, give me news. And it's like, oh, there's nothing really, nothing big. So it's just injuries and whatnot. So like, come on, I want (laughs) trades. I want, I want news. I want excitement. And we're going to kind of see, we're getting some rumors out there. There's been some reporting over the weekend. We're going to dive into before we do, I'm going to tell you about our sponsor, betonline.ag. Bet online remains your number one source for all your sports betting needs this season. Everything from NFL playoffs to pro and college basketball, UFC, MMA, and more. You'll always find the latest odds, team matchup info, player news, and game trends at Bet Online with live betting options, free contests, and live scores for almost any sport or game imaginable. Bet Online is truly the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite leagues and events. The big game is set. Philadelphia. In Kansas City, that's going to be a really, really, really good game in Arizona. What are you waiting for? Head to the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. Make sure to use our promo code BELIEVE to receive your rewards. It's B-L-E-A-V. Get that 50% bonus at Bet Online. It's where the game starts. And don't forget, we have an official t-shirt of the show at the official store of the network. Jordan Pippen 98, The Last Dance, exclusively at shop.believe.com there's a lot of great stuff there to support all the shows on the believe network but the official shirt of our program jordan pippen 98 the last dance the link to that is in my twitter bio all right before we get into trades it feels like this team and we've talked about this a couple times this year they're either getting close to rock bottom or they hit it because that hornets lost 111 (laughs) to 96 not only did you lose to a team that had won just five games at home but you lost to the worst defensive team in the league and you didn't score 100 points. That strike one, strike two, strike three, you're out. So mm-hmm. I was worried how they bounced back against Orlando. They did by 21-point lead to a five-point lead. Then finally the Bulls came away with a 128-109 to win. They needed that. But, man, what a weird week. Yeah, they had some bad losses. And uh, that started was probably, like you said, I don't know if you can pinpoint to which loss is the worst this year, but, you know, that's probably one of those you can throw in the, in the bag and just toss around, but they got to stop playing down to their competition and really just have like that killer instinct. I think that's what we're lacking. That's what they're lacking is a killer instinct and just really just going out there and just playing 48 minutes. And I haven't seen them play a full 48 minutes in a, in a while. I don't think it's happened this year. 
Right. Definitely. I think maybe, <laughs> maybe once, I think we talked about it on here. I don't even know what right. game it was, but you know, they're up, they're down. It just, I, it, I don't know what to point it to besides roster yeah. makeup, which we've, I mean, we've beaten that drum all year, but you're under 500. You can't be playing down to your opponents. You can't do it anyway if you are over right. 500. But when yeah. you're in the spot you're in, barely clinging to the play-in spot, they're now on the outside looking in, by the way, at the play-in tournament. Like, you can't play down to your opponents. You've got to treat everyone the same. Yeah, everyone. you got to treat everyone just like a big game, you know, just like your biggest competition out there, defending champions or whatever. And uh, that's what they, they haven't done. Uh, every every game, I think they really just – take a, a step back every time you say we they take a step forward they take two steps back and it's like it's kind of like a, a going on theme throughout this whole season 23 and 26 is the record after they beat orlando and man i thought they were going to lose that game it was a 21 <laughs> point game it went back to a five point game looked like they were going to lose it and then they finally pulled away and i was i was wrong by the way the pacers are a half game back of the Bulls, so the bulls are tied in the 10th seed right now with washington mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's jam-packed right now in the standings. And I'm just tired of this playing down in the competition. And it's it's not like – I feel like you're bordering on not fixable because you're 50 games into this thing. Like Yeah, yeah, for this sure. This is who yeah. they are. That We found yeah. their identity. Yeah, I think so. And just like you said, all everyone's been calling to blow it up. And I think if they keep going in this trend, uh, they're going to blow it up before the trade deadline. <laughs> uh, if they keep it – you know, keep losing like this to, and losing to the teams that they've, they've lost to. I can understand if you're losing to – Competitive teams, teams that you know are one, two, and three in the in the in the seed in your conference. But this is just you're losing to the the worst teams of the worst, and it's not getting any better. You know, Casey Johnson at NBC Sports Chicago has reported he'd be surprised if any of the big three get traded: Zach, Demar, and Vooch. He said Vooch is the one to keep an eye on just because of the contract situation. Right, I mean, he's on an expiring contract. He's a, he's not a restricted free agent. He's an unrestricted free agent after this year. So yep. you may as well try to get something for him if that trade was a mistake. Now. I would still do that trade over again, but it comes down to roster makeup otherwise. But right. when you talk about blowing it up, and I mean, if again, if they keep losing like this, it feels inevitable. We're a week out. They have, if I count right, five games before the deadline because they play a game on deadline day. If they blow it up, you've got to get draft capital. That is the biggest thing because that's my biggest worry with blowing this thing up is you have no draft capital right now. Yeah, you got to get some for it. And uh, just like you said, if Vooch is going to uh, go, you, you don't want to let him go for free in the summertime and you really get something back for him, something you can build on. And I think that's what hopefully they're trying to do is build for the future and uh, just really, really reshape this roster to get it back to playoff contention and competing for titles. That's the biggest thing is compete for titles. And I, they're in the play-in field right now. Even um, again, I was I thought they were the 11 seed. I had the, I had the Pacers on on the brain. Which okay, easy to flip them. They're a half game difference. Like that's where that's where it's at. It's so middle of the pack here. Yeah, like you can sneak in. It's not out of the possibility. It's just beat Charlotte at home because that's a team you should beat, especially when they're 15 and 36. Now. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, they definitely got to figure out a way to, like I said, just to. Re- reshape refocus and um like you said regroup and i think if they do that if they would have had a couple wins in a row they could really separate themselves from the pack and now they're just bunched up in the at the bottom and it's, it's really a uh, dog of all dogs <laughs> at the bottom and who's ever who's gonna go out first so i think uh, hopefully they'll get some wins and get a win streak going and, and you know, just figure it out you know it's hard to say what direction the front office is going to go because they just keep things so quiet and like okay that's that's great i, I respect that you want to run a tight ship you don't want to be 
you don't want to be leaking like Gar Pax used to. I mean, you hear, <laughs> hear stuff all the time. I mean, it would be nonsense stuff, but you you hear right. a bunch of stuff from Gar Pax. Like, yeah, you know, they run a tight ship, but when you're in the spot, like you you think you'd hear some chatter to try. I mean, the one thing we're hearing because I I was gonna say you drive the asking price up for somebody is Alex Caruso. You know, yeah. Caruso to me would have the highest trade value on this team. Reportedly, and this is multiple places. The asking price is two first round picks. Right. I mean, do you think that's fair? I'm mean, put your GM hat on here. Is that what you would ask for for him? I mean, I don't know. It's, it seems pretty high. I know he's a high value guy. He's a great defensive player. Um, that doesn't really give you much on offense. But like I said, he plays hard. He hustles, and that's that's what you want in a team. And uh, I think that's what the Bulls need. But I don't know if they, they're going to get two first round picks for him. It's it's kind of it's kind of high. See, my angle with this is I'm fine with them asking that because if you get a team that needs him that bad and wants right. him that bad. They'll maybe it, they'll yeah. pay him right. but like joe cowley at the sun times reported this basically makes him untouchable so yeah. it's the best of both worlds you've got to blow you got to blow me away to make an right. offer for me to take it that would do it so i'm i'm good with this path with alex caruso because he is the heart and soul of your team he's he's your guy on defense he leads the charge so yeah. i'm fine with a high asking price for him even if you don't get it that way you keep him yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, you just ask and you see whoever wants to get it, give it to them. You know, I think I still think one of the big three gets traded. I don't know if they decide to retool this thing and and uh, go in a different direction. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't shock me, but it wouldn't surprise me either. Now let's let's talk about the big three again because we talk about like oh yeah, it feels like something's coming. The contract situation is a huge thing here because we talked about Vooch being an unrestricted free agent. Demar is due for an extension because next year is the last year of his deal. I think he's got an option or something, but next year is essentially the last year of his deal. Yep. That's why those two guys are the ones that I could see. If you're going to make a move, if you want to make a big move and even, I don't want to say tank, because I don't think they're going to try and lose out there. So much needs to happen, but right. <laughs> to get a first round pick is kind of the goal here at this point. Yeah. One of those guys has to be on the move just because of the contract situation. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're definitely, and you also want to go younger too. If you want to trade one of those guys, you got to want to go younger and build for the future. And hopefully the young guys can develop into a, a superstar or all-star caliber type player. So definitely want to get some first round picks in there and, you know, hopefully, you know, it works out for you. Like the pick they have coming from Portland is top 14 protected. And Portland has the same record as the Bulls right now, 23 and 26. So you need Portland to be in the playoffs. Basically right. you need them you need them to be in the top the top 15 teams in the league Let, let's make that clear like the top the top 14 picks are the 14 worst teams like in lottery order so yeah. you need the blazers to be out of the lottery to keep that pick that's why i think if you're ak and eversley i know they've been quiet i know it would be a shock if they trade one of the big 3 but i don't want to be uh you know a what do they call it uh, Monday morning quarterback type, a armchair general manager. That's the right. term I'm looking for. I don't want to be an armchair GM here, but you need a first round pick desperately. If you get, yeah. if you can get two out of this, great. And I want to say two, the Blazers make the playoffs. Right. But that's the reality of the situation here. That's why I'm calling for a trade. Yeah, it's a lot of things like you said that has to happen for for it to go the Bulls' way, and who knows if it's going to shape that way. I don't. Portland is Portland even in the playoff picture right now? Are they in the playing? Uh, right now, if I look at the Western Conference standings, Portland is not. They are a game and a half back of a playoff spot. Right. So we won't get that pick then. Right. Right. So <laughs> well, yeah, it's a lot of things that has to happen. So I don't know. I just 
I would just bank on, you know, like you say, getting a trade and trying to figure it out on my own instead of, you know, uh, relying on someone else to to get to the playoffs, especially that West Coast is a West Coast conference is definitely a hard conference to get in the playoffs and even playing in. You can see the Lakers; they're they're a good team and great players. That they're still on the outside looking in. Now, don't get me wrong; I fancy myself as I I I like to gamble sometimes. Fifty percent right. welcome bonus about online, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> like that shameless plug there, but you know this would be too risky even for me. To right. say, no, we're going to stand pat. We're not going to trade one of the big three. I still think Kobe White is an interesting trade piece. More on that in a second. We heard a rumor this weekend. But let's say you don't trade any of them. You don't get a first-round pick in this draft. You are banking on not only the lottery odds to keep you in the top four, which, okay, then you get a franchise player in the top four. With you get, you know, Wembenyama, Scoot Henderson, Nick Smith. You're banking on that, and you're banking on the Blazers to win some games. And they want that pick. Right. So that's a huge risk if you stand pat and stay quiet. Yeah, it's a big risk. And the front office has a lot of a lot of moves to make, a lot of decisions to make uh, for now, for the present and for the future of this, uh, the Bulls team and Bulls organization. Now, Kobe White, as I said, is an interesting trade piece. You've heard his name come up. I don't think you get a first round pick this year for Kobe White. Not this year. Yeah, I don't I think don't... so. Yeah, he's a, but... he's a good piece for your team, but not he's not, you know, that that right. typical, you know come off the bench give you 20 type guy he's a he's a good 10 to maybe 12 points a game and solid defense good but great three-point shooter that's not recipe for a first round pick maybe a second right. you can get a second yeah. round pick this year for him but right. i mean and you can find diamonds in the rough in the second round hello io but right. you're, they're not all gonna be io i mean they're yeah. not all gonna be you know even fred van vliet who was undrafted but like that that type or like you know a cj watson type you know uh, like, you know Maybe you might get get a few. (laughs) Right. Like they're they're not they're not all like that. So you can't put all your eggs in a second round pick. Kobe White for Jay Crowder has been thrown around over the weekend. The Action Network reported that those conversations have taken place. We've talked about Jay Crowder on the show a little bit. You know, the Bucks just Monday morning, Shams reported. Good it's good to have Shams' tweet notifications on sometimes. (laughs) Like the Bucks got permission to talk to him. We have talked about, I say again. Jay Crowder to the Bulls as, you know, the three and D guy we've been looking for with where this team is at right now. Would you do that? I don't know. I wouldn't give up one of my best three point shooters for another guy. Um, Like I said, uh, I would like Jay Crowder on this Bulls team. I think he would add a lot, a lot of toughness, uh, another three point shooter defense, um, a veteran leader. um, But I don't, I don't know if I would make that swap. Now some context here. He requested a trade before the year. He hasn't played all year. He's been wanting a trade. He's meeting with the Bucs now. We've heard some rumors that a trade could be coming. It seems to me like he's going to go to more of a contender. It seems like yeah. he's kind of like that extra piece for a contender type. Yeah. Like if the Bulls would have turned this thing around and gotten over 500 and put themselves right. like in position to be in the playoff field instead of being in position to be in the play-in field. Yeah, we start talking about it because then you say, okay, let's go try and win this thing. Yeah. But where they're at right now, I agree with you. I don't think that's a smart trade, especially if there are no picks involved. That's just straight up. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't no, no, make no, any no. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're two different caliber type of players. And like I said, Kobe White is, is still young, still fresh, still learning in this league, still developing. And I think eventually maybe he can turn to a, a Drake Crowder or better. So I don't know if I would do that switch. Yeah, I mean, he's developed into a really good ball handler and his defense yeah. has gotten better. Now you had the decision to make you, you're not picking up his option. They, they decided that this, this is it for Kobe right. in a Bulls uniform. Maybe I think he's a restricted free agent. I think that's how it worked out. So it's uh, you can match, but it's 
to make that trade just seems like an odd move. But that's not the only rumors we've heard over the weekend. The Trailblazers, appropriately, have come <laughs> up as a trade partner. And there's been, I haven't heard any specifics. This is also from the Action Network that the Bulls and the Blazers have talked. With no specifics, I decided, okay, let's let's look at the roster. You're, right. you're untouchables with Portland. And, I mean, this is just common sense looking at the roster. It's Damian Lillard, Anthony Simons. I mean, I think I, Jeremy Grant was the other one that's untouchable. Right. Maybe Nurkic. I mean, yeah, maybe yeah. you keep Nurkic around. So two names that interest me, if there was to be a match here. Gary Payton II would be interesting. And yep. Josh Hart's name has been hot on the trade market. Now, Gary Payton II's name hasn't been out there in trade rumors. But to me, that's the type of guy I think you go after. Yeah, yeah for sure. I would go after him, number one, because he's a Vegas kid. So, you know, shout out to Vegas. Hey. Uh, <laughs> I always root for Vegas kids, but uh, definitely a great defender. Um, needs to work on his, you know, outside shooting and stuff like that. But I think he he brings that intensity, that defensive energy you need to a team like the Bulls. Also, yeah, the been, same, with, same with Josh Hart. Yeah, Josh Hart would be – he's more of the shooter type. I feel yeah. like he's the type of shooter you'd be looking for. He is a guy, if you want to trade Kobe White, that's the type that, of guy I yeah. think you go get because that can help replace that production. Right. I think I think Josh Hart could even be better than Kobe White, do you think? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think so. I think when you're looking at trades, you always want to trade to get better. You don't want to trade to stay the same or get worse in a case. <laughs> so you always want to trade to trade up and, and bring more value to your team. I'm old enough to remember when Garpax traded for Otto Porter Jr., that's all I'm gonna say. Yeah. That was <laughs> one. Of his, that was one of his best moves. <laughs> I was in class for that. That was fun. Um, yeah. Anyway, now that I just relive that memory, <laughs> I still. I mean, Josh Hart would be a good addition. I feel like just from the shooting standpoint, the need yeah. shooting, and I think yeah. he could be more productive than Kobe White. But I mean, Gary Payton the second brings that defense we've been wanting all year. I think he could be. Pair him with Caruso. That's a really good defensive unit. You can put the Sumo yeah. Caruso and Gary Payton the second. And I, I don't want to call him Gary Payton just because I mean Gary Payton's Gary Payton. But yeah, yeah. you know, it's Gary Payton's kid. You right. know, he what he did with the Warriors, you worry, oh, is that a flash in the pan? Maybe. But I think it's I think he proved himself worthy of put him with a really good defensive unit. You can play lockdown defense. Yeah, yeah I think so too. Like he showed exactly what he was capable of and what he's uh been doing um i've seen him i've known about him for for years before even him getting to the nba so i always seen his defensive prowess and stuff like that like i said all you all he has to work on is outside shooting and and playmaking a little bit but i think that will come eventually when he has uh, more time and more opportunity and when you're in the warriors you don't get a lot of time to shoot when you have clay and steph and uh other people so it's got to go in and do what you do and that's what he did and got a championship out of it it's the old Patrick Williams thing. Like you've got yeah. shooters around you. You don't need to shoot like, right. <laughs> as much as I want Patrick Williams to shoot the ball more. And he has, by the way, he's looking really, really good. Yeah. He's yeah. looking like what we should have seen last year. Right. Like it's the supporting cast. And you know, you know, I don't have the point guard that I want. I mean, I didn't pound in my chest. I want another point guard and I don't have Anthony Simons would be the one to go after on that team, but he's not. They're yeah, not yeah. trading Anthony no, Simons. No. Like, not even, not even a doubt. <laughs> no, and and Dame's not getting traded. Not with no. that contract. <laughs> even if they were, even if he wasn't putting up the numbers with right. that contract, he's not getting traded. Yeah, yeah, not at so, all. Yeah. The thing with this, I mean, those are the two guys that I would go after for sure. I don't think you go after Nurkic. I don't think you need it. And that would include a Vucevic move to like right. replace size with size. Yeah. I, I don't think you go after Nurkic. I think those I think Peyton and Hart are the two guys to watch. So my question to you, a trade package would have to include Kobe White, right? For either one of those guys. 
Yeah, I think so. Yeah, either one of them, or like I said, maybe they might trade Io. I don't know. I mean, who I knows what don't. their front office? Yeah, who knows what they're thinking at this point? But all we can do is, is speculate and uh, and just hope for a good trade to make the team better and more competitive. I mean, Io's name has been thrown around. Just you know, second round pick is he? His contract is done after this year because he was the second rounder. But I hope they extend him because I think yeah, he's yeah. one of those pieces you talk about building for the future. Right. That's the type of guy that you keep around as he, he can, he could start. He's proven he can start and be effective as a starter. Yeah. Like I, I think he's one of those guys you build around IO Patrick Williams. I, th- I think Dalen Terry is going to be a stud. If he can develop an outside jumper, or if he can develop yeah. any semblance of a jumper, like yeah. those three guys to me are your untouchables along. I, I, I know you said you think you have a gut feeling that Zach could be on the move. I think you hold on to Zach just again with the contract and his age. Right, yeah, yeah, for sure. He's definitely a franchise player, um, all-star caliber, and uh, definitely someone you want to build for because he's still young, and I think he can still get better. You know, things uh, he still has things he can work on to really improve his game and be more efficient. Shot selection, please improve that's, your shot selection. That's, that's number one. That's, that's on the list. <laughs> you know, I was talking on Twitter with uh, Michael Walton. We used to work at NBC Sports Chicago together. I was an intern. He was digital, and we went back and forth. And I'm like, I wish his shot selection was better. He's like, um that ship has sailed. Like, yeah, yeah, you're, yeah. you're pretty much right. Cause he's forcing shots left and right. I mean, some of them go in. I mean, if you yeah, make yeah. it, there is no bad shot. If you make it, I mean, if you, you throw can... any, throw anything up there a million times, it's going to go in eventually. <laughs> right. Right. So like, and, and if you make it, it's a good shot because, okay, yeah. you, you made it. Like that's the old thing. Yeah. When you make a trade and you win a championship, I go back to the baseball example, the Cubs traded the farm for a role as Chapman. It was a yeah. bad trade, but they won the world series. So it was good trade. Right. Like, yeah. If the, if the bulls were to trade Zach and Damar, and get some really good pieces back and win a title, guess what? That's a good trade. Like, yeah, yeah, for sure. If Zach shoots enough and they go in, it's a good shot. <laughs> yeah, but so, I think it's, it's also that, that false narrative, you know, if you shoot bad shots and they go in, you really think it's a good shot. And it's, it's probably not. bad habits. <laughs> yeah. And no one's probably telling them these are bad shots, so they're probably telling them to keep shooting them. So it's like, I feel like it's right. a... You know, it's a it's a whole team thing. The coaches have to be telling them, you know, take better shots, and his teammates have to also say the same thing. So yeah, It's a double-edged sword. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And that's where a true point guard would come in too to like right. set him up for those shots instead of yeah, him yeah. trying to be the true point guard it. and the shooter. Right. Like it it's a mess. That's why I, I I wish there were more point guard rumors out there because I want one really, really bad. Yeah. I mean, and you I never know. It might anything. be one. So we don't hear anything yeah. and they might be working on it. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, when it's all quiet like this, I'm my the gears get turning and I start dreaming. And I, I right. dream big as as evidence. Right. <laughs> I dream big. And I, I don't know who's going to be out there, but, you know, it feels like that Charlotte game, even after beating Orlando, Orlando's a bad team. Yeah. I mean, they have good players. They're going to be on the up and up, but right now they're a bad team. The loss to Charlotte, that should signal a shakeup of some kind. I think that was the straw that broke the camel's back of something has to change. Yeah, and it, It's got to be starting with trading either Vooch or DeMar. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's going to come soon. Like, we don't know. Like you said, there hasn't been much rumors out there. And front office is very quiet. So hopefully, you know, soon within these next couple of days, they will hear something. And, and like I said, it won't make the team worse and make them better. I mean, we're a week and a half out from the deadline. Chatter's hopefully going to pick up. It seems like it's starting to pick up. We're hearing more and more from, you know, your, you hear Shams and Woj all the time with their stuff. But you're, hear, you're hearing yeah. more from, like, the Action Network, Yahoo, Bleacher Report. This is where it's going to get interesting. And I mean, if anything happens, we'll have it here for you, for sure. Well, yeah. let, let's go around the league real quick because something else happened this weekend that we need to talk about. That Laker game, Laker <laughs> Celtics. 
Yeah. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Man, that was definitely a great game. Great atmosphere. Um, uh, a lot of a lot of drama. That's all I can say. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> but, for if, but, if but you fun drama also. <laughs> if if you somehow missed this, and I don't know how you did. Right. LeBron got fouled at the buzzer. The referees didn't call. I mean, it was blatant. Right. I mean, it was a blatant foul. He, I'll say, voiced his displeasure with it. <laughs> very animated about right. it. No call. And then between regulation and overtime, Patrick <laughs> Beverly went over to a photojournalist and grabbed his camera, which <laughs> apparently had a picture of the foul, and showed it to the referee <laughs> and got teed up. I mean, that was a whirlwind of events. It yeah. was hysterical. I mean, that is... Is that the best technical foul you've ever seen? Because I know it is for me. Oh, it is. oh, for sure. Yeah, that would have to be one of the or either or J kid spilling his drink on the floor and broke that one too. Time. <laughs> yeah, uh, but that yeah, Pat Bev is is a he's going to forever go down as a classic with that. And I can't believe he got a tech for that. <laughs> oh, I can't. I absolutely. I can't believe he didn't get tossed yeah. for that. Right. I yeah, mean, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, you get the wrong referee. I mean, you're gone. Oh yeah, easily. <laughs> but, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I mean, Pat Bev, I mean, that that's Chicago through and through, man. You're going to know yeah. where you stand. Like, right, yeah. yeah. I mean, no, no ifs, ands, or buts. He, he's on the right side. <laughs> right, right. I mean, and then Le- the LeBron follow. I mean, it was bad. I mean, the fact that the NBA wasted no time. You didn't have to wait for the last two-minute report. They said oh, it yeah. right after the game. Like, that was a, it was a bad call. Or bad no call, I should say. Like, right. I mean, that whole thing. And then the Lakers end up losing. I mean, man, it's just, it's just brutal. But that's. That chain of events there, that was that was all time. Yeah, it's I don't crazy. understand. Even you know, I know people make mistakes all the time. Refs make mistakes, but I don't see how you're a ref right in the. That's in your clear view. How do you how do you miss that? And if you look back at the the the, the replay, the ref was looking at the rim. Mm-hmm. It wasn't even looking at the players. I guess. I mean, I guess I can see how he missed it, but I don't know what the refs are trained to look at in that position. It's just hard to to say how you missed that foul. Right. And I mean, I don't have a referee basketball. I umpired baseball, softball for a few years. So I, right, like, yeah. I those I can tell you, I'm like, okay, he was out of position. But, yeah, yeah. you know, with, with basketball, that one, I'm like, I don't know what they're looking at, what they're looking yeah. for, where right. they're standing. But that's just, I mean, it was, he didn't get any. I mean, you, you watch, I mean, look at, look at the picture. Yeah, it wasn't even close. Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, even you LeBron, look at the picture. Even LeBron posted it and said, good block, Jason Tatum. <laughs> yeah, and, and Tatum got back to him. He was like, well, I forget what his response was. It was a funny back and forth, but right. you, you look at the picture. I mean, it's right there. All I mean, it's not, yeah. the ball, the ball, you can't see my hand. The ball was here. He hit him here. Yeah. Like, yeah. It, it wasn't, wasn't even close. close. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, if he'd crazy. got him on the wrist, fine. I can see where the refs might've missed it with where the angle was with the layup. I mean, it was it was right here. <laughs> right. Yeah, right. it was crazy. Yeah, that's why I think I've always been saying like uh, refs should be fine, just like players should be fine for text and stuff like that. It would make them more. Uh, it would hold them more accountable to you know make the right call and be more, I guess, uh, into the into the game and just not not in the moment. I guess, but I think they should be fine that they miss blatant calls like that. It's interesting you say that one day after the AFC Championship game, where people are saying the same thing about the NFL refs. But we won't get right. on that. We won't get Amen. on that right now because we. I talked about my gambling habits earlier. I don't need to talk about that game. I don't need to talk about what happened in that game. But man, I mean that that Laker game. I mean that's just that's been the story of the weekend. Is you know LeBron's yeah. reaction went everywhere. I mean he, he reacted like he did. You still went to overtime. You didn't lose right, the game. Yeah. Like I mean, yeah. yeah, they ended up losing, but you didn't lose the game. Yeah. <laughs> You know, once they went to overtime, it was over. Boston was going to yeah. win it because I feel like they just gave everything they had. And, you know, Braun's older, so he, he can't really too – many, too many miles on the body for him. So he, he gave it over everything he had in regulation to win the game and just didn't happen. 
And you know, that, that call would have been a big factor in that too. And I still, yeah. that, that video of Pat Bev taking the, taking the yeah, camera that's hilarious, too. man. That's, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, I, and I mean, I know, I know a couple people said the same thing. I couldn't imagine. I used to take pictures at Loyola basketball games. And I mean, I had it where there'd be like bad calls or something. I'd sit in front of the student section. I'd take the camera and I would hold the camera up to let, just to let them see. I wouldn't give them the camera, Right. but yeah. I could not imagine if a player came up to me and said, Hey, give me that. Like, right, I'm yeah. like, no, I don't want to give you my, I mean, I, I love right. this thing. Yeah, I don't yeah. trust anybody with it. Right. That's just a, <laughs> yeah that was a that was a that was a that was a vet move i, w- I would say you never oh. see a rookie or a two or three-year player do something like that definitely a, a veteran doing that <laughs> it was it was a pat bab move i mean i yeah, say yeah. that with the utmost <laughs> respect for patrick beverly because that right. that guy cracks me up yeah he's funny <laughs> he's hilarious <laughs> and then his on social media too like he he's a character i mean that's that's chicago proud man <laughs> yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> all the way through chicago through and through so <laughs> Anyway, back to the Bulls as we wrap up here. Uh, let's look at the schedule real quick again because let's just look look ahead real quick. We got coming up on a week before the deadline, you've got the Clippers Tuesday night. Then you've got the Hornets again on your home turf. If they lose to the Hornets again, I'm going scorched earth. <laughs> yeah. I'm, going, I'm just going to go ballistic if they lose right. to them again, as if I haven't gone ballistic enough this year. Yeah. We're canceling then, the show if they lose the Hornets. <laughs> for the sake of my microphone, we might have to. <laughs> I mean, for the, sake, for the sake of this thing, I don't want to break it by just going all Stephen A. Smith into this thing. Right. I, I don't want to be like Stephen A. when the Knicks lose. <laughs> right. I don't want, I don't want that for the listener's sake, for your sake. Like, I mean, but Hey, if, if, if people click on it, I'll do it. But <laughs> you know, you've got the blazers, then you've got the spurs and you've got the grizzlies, the last game before the deadline. So these four games before the deadline, if please don't lose all four, if you lose yeah. all four, then you're going to really see things get interesting and you're going to see the yeah. fan get fan base get even more upset. But I mean, we can have to go until the deadline. Something feels like it feels like something's going to happen. I just don't know when or, man, if they stand pat, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, just, you know, just stay on stay on Twitter and Instagram and just be ready for anything to happen. Expect the unexpected. Part of me has this worry that they're not going to do anything. I don't know. My, I just I've yeah. got this worry that they're just going to stick with what they've got and go with continuity. And I didn't even get to the fact that Lonzo is probably not coming back this year based on the update Billy Donovan had. Right. He's not doing anything right now. Literally nothing. So, man, yeah, it's going to be so, interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how that turns out and how that uh, how you can repair that relationship, I guess, if it needs to be repaired and stuff like that. So we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a crazy few weeks. And we're going to have all the updates here. If anything happens, you'll have some kind of update. But just do something. Anyway, before <laughs> before I start trying to figure out the world's problems here again. We'll go ahead and wrap up today's episode of Believe in Bulls here on the Believe Network presented by BetOnline.ag. Use that promo code BLEAV, 50% welcome bonus. There's a lot going on. You got the big game coming up in a couple weeks. That game is set. I know that's going to be, that's a lot of fun to bet on. Yeah, college hoop, CJ's number two ranked balls. You know, they're playing well. My, the Ramblers still can't win a conference game, but that's okay. You can still, you know, if you're wanting to bet mid-major basketball, you got that too. And by our shirt, Jordan Pippen, 98, the last dance shop.believe.com. CJ, we got an interesting week ahead. We're going to have some updates here Thursday. More rumors. It's going to get louder. This is a fun time of year. Yeah, it's definitely going to be fun. Exciting to see what happens, who gets moves, who gets, who gets traded, and uh, I'm just ready to to make it happen. Yeah, I hope something happens. That's all I want. I don't care who. I don't care when. Something please happen. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. And hopefully the Bulls do something so they don't just roll out this 
poorly constructed roster anymore. But right. <laughs> we will see you back here on Friday. Enjoy the week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.